Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Barry and Tech Talks. This is John, your host, and uh, I'm joined by a couple special guests this week. You know, in education nowadays, there's this huge movement happening, and it's called eSports. Now, we formed here in Berrien the Southwest Michigan eSports League, and uh, we've got one of our athletes with us today, as well as one of our helpers, kind of co-founder people. His name is Nathan Wonderly, and uh, he also works with us here at Berrien. And these two guys, we're going to talk about esports. Um, the goods, uh, there's going to be some bads, but hopefully nothing too terrible. But it should give you some good information to get started. So, a uh, little bit that I know about Alan is Alan was actually suggested to us, he's been recruited to play esports in college. So, he got himself some scholarship money, and uh, I'm sure he's going to talk to us about that. So, without further ado, let's bring him on board. Hey, guys, welcome. Hey. You can say hi to Nathan. <laughs> we're gonna do most of our questions with alan but nathan's there to kick in too because nathan is uh what level league of legends uh, a plat for those of you who are listening to this who don't do esports i believe is platinum um yes. hopefully we can get these guys to to not vocab us out today because uh, when I got into this league and started learning more about League of Legends, which is what we've been playing, uh, boy, the vocabulary was kind of foreign to me. It was like walking through a foreign airport. So uh, hopefully, you know, somewhere in here, we can keep these guys a little bit towards the vocab that we understand. So, all right. So, Alan, it's really good. Thank you for joining us. I know it's so exciting to be uh, transferred to e-learning. How's that all going for you? It's going pretty good. I mean, it's boring most parts, but... So far, it's been pretty good. Well, that's, I mean, it is boring. The adults will tell you, too, that Zoom calls, meets, all that stuff, it's boring for us as well. Much better to do things in person. So Yeah. So tell us about you. What is Alan? Who is Alan? And <laughs> what does Alan like to do? Well, uh, my name is Alan, of course. Um, I go to River Valley High School. I'm a senior. I'm planning to go to Davenport University in the fall and study cybersecurity there, as well as play for their esports team. I was the captain of our esports team at River Valley High School, and we ended up getting second place in the Southwest Michigan Esports League. First ever one. That's fantastic. So what, uh, what started you down this path? Like, why esports? Basketball, football, soccer, all these things out there. What, what pushed you towards esports? The thing that pushed me towards esports was actually my girlfriend. She's the one that got me into League of Legends. Like, I would have known about the game if it wasn't for her. And once I just started playing, I loved the game, and I just kept playing. And now I am here. That's fantastic. Now, I'm going to assume that that she plays? Uh, yeah, she does play. Um, she's not as competitive as me, but she does play. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So when did you start gaming? Like, if you were to say, you know, my first game was, what's the completion of that? Oh, my first game was Zelda Phantom Hourglass on the Nintendo DS. Oh, um, yeah. Probably. A, DS, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I would say probably 13 years ago, 13, 14. Awesome. It, yeah. When did you start, like, playing against other people? Because I know the Zelda games are very one-person oriented. When I started playing against other people, it would definitely have been in my League of Legends time. When I started playing that, that was like the first 
like online game that I've actually started playing. I didn't really play anything else like Call of Duty or any of that because it it wasn't my taste, I guess you could say. But when I just started playing League, I loved it and just rolled with it. Fantastic. Now, I want to show a generational shift here. Nathan is not necessarily all that much older than Alan, but Nathan, what was your first game? My first video game was probably uh, Pokemon Fire Red on the Nintendo SP. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys don't want to know what my first game was. It was... <laughs> we didn't have video games when I was growing up. Just kidding. Um, no, uh, the baseball game on the Nintendo, on the Odyssey. Back when uh, 8-Bit was the cool kid club. You know, it was... Boop, 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 boop. You know that that business, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Alan. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Your your laugh indicates how old I am. <laughs> so you you got to know your you got to know your uh, your OG stuff, right? The original the original gamers. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and put it out there. How many hours do you put into League of Legends in a week? In a week, I at least have to put in thirty to forty. It's like a full-time job, man. Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. Why so much time? I think I put so much time into it because I just want to get better. Like, I, I want to be better than I am now come in the fall because I want to win as much as I can in the fall. Like, Davenport picked me up for a reason, and I want to, like, show to them that it wasn't a mistake, and I want to, like, exceed their expectations for me. That's really cool. That, I'm impressed, man. So how do you balance your school life with your online gaming life? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, most times I will do my schoolwork during the morning slash early afternoon. Then late afternoon to late at night, I'll play. That's pretty much how it goes. I was going to say, I hear you guys kind of joke, and Nathan, you can jump in on this, about gamer hours. What, oh, yeah. what, are, what are a defined gamer hours, roughly? I think for me, gamer hours is pretty much after dinner to where your eyes can't stay open long enough to play the game. Wow. Which, that's like 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. Whew. Alan, what about you? For me, it's typically right now. Um, it's typically around 2 to 3 or 4 in the morning. Wow. That's mm -hmm. crazy. You know what I'm doing at 3 in the morning? Sleeping. <laughs> yes. Again, indicative that I'm old. So go ahead and just kind of push on that. So, well, that's cool. Um, is that kind of usually when there's more traffic in the servers or? I wouldn't say it's typically more traffic, but it's, for me, I play better when, like, I have this routine going on where every day I wake up and I do the same thing. I just play better at night than I do early in the morning. Awesome. Now, I have heard there is pro esports, like professional esports. How does one make that transition? Because everyone's really familiar with like the you play flag football and you move up to junior high school football, high school football, and you might get recruited by a high school, you know, college football team, and eventually maybe one out of you know ten thousand makes it to the NFL. What does that look like in an esports type setup? 
I don't quite know the process, but what they have is they have a thing called scouting grounds. And this is where you have, I think it's three or four teams, and you have the best players in the certain region that go on these teams, right? And you go to the LCS arena, which is the um, the North America League. And the coaches from each pro team come and watch these players and they scout them, and then they pick up the players who they think perform the best for their oh. team. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, excuse my naivety, but when they're looking for players who perform the best, is it what's what kind of things should? So, say someone's wanting to get started with esports, how should they get started, and what should they be trying to to build or do, or what kind of skills do they need? I think what the skills you need is you need to have a good team, like a good player base at least for like the starting point. But one of those players has to have like a really good voice for the team. You know, you can't have all players that have like a different mindset. I shouldn't say mindset. I should say like they're on the same page, but you need to have one player that can voice it out to all the other players. So in league, it's called a shot caller. And that shot caller is the person that, tells the team what needs to be done next that makes sense so kind of like the strategy type person kind of yeah okay so what i hear you alluding to and this is again for those who are not familiar with league of legends there's there's lots of strategy from what i what little i've played is that correct yes there is yeah there's quite a bit of strategy it yes. may look simple to someone just watching, oh, just take a tower, but there's lots of variables that you have to account for, like where's the enemy at, what's coming, objectives that are coming up. Um, and all that stuff can be taught. But Yeah, Nathan, you uh, kind of alluded to me how long it takes to get good at one of these online battle arena type games. What, what was the amount of time you were telling me? Um, from what our previous conversations did, I said it took me about one whole year of playing. This was like 10 hours a week to really understand what I was doing. Yeah. Does that sound about right, Alan? Would you agree? Yeah, I would say it takes about a year to get a good mindset of what the game is and how to play the game. Okay. I would say about a year. Now, when we're talking esports athletes, do you guys just focus in on one specific game or are there people who are like multi sport people like multi esports <laughs> i don't know how to best phrase it guys i'm trying to come up with the the best analogy here i think it does a lot with the game type like mobas massive online battle arenas which is what league of legends is or dota a lot of those have the same players you know they could play in between you could be good at dota and good at league but a lot of the good league players actually came from starcraft which if you don't know what StarCraft is, it's RTS, real-time strategy. You build up a base, you send out troops, resource management. Um, but typically in esports, uh, for many of like the people on LCS, they go into LCS for league and they stay there for a week. They don't usually switch around um, to like uh, Overwatch or even the Dota. It typically is they're just there for a league. Okay. That makes sense. Alan, Alan, what do you think? 
I'm kind of on the same page as Nathan. Like in the pro scene, you'll see uh, professionals just stay on that one game and that's pretty much it. But in the college scene, you'll see it a lot where other players will play different games. Like one player might play two games. One player might play three games. It just, you see it a lot more in the college scene than you do in the pro scene. Okay. If someone was trying to get started with esports, what uh what's a good gateway game to to kind of kick off into, do you think? I would definitely suggest League of Legends for that. I think it's the when you think about esports, I feel like it's League of Legends and Overwatch that comes to mind for a lot of people. Those are the two games that come to mind when you're thinking about uh esports as a oh. In general. Okay. What about like the NBA 2K, NHL, all that stuff? I feel like it's they're good games, but they don't have the massive um, – they don't have that following base yet that something like League does. Okay. So, okay, I'm, I'm getting my head around this now a little bit. Now, when you're looking at trying to get set up to go to college and, and that whole business – how did you find Davenport or how did Davenport find you? So I actually knew about Davenport from I'm in BPA, which is business professionals of America and our competitions take place at Davenport. Right. So when in my college search, it came down to three colleges, it came down to Northwood university, Aquinas university and uh, Davenport university. And two of the coaches reached out to me, and that was from Northwood and Aquinas. I actually reached out to my coach from North, uh, Davenport University now, and I was like, hey, I know you have an esports program. Can you get back to me a little bit about it? And he ended up getting back to me, and things just worked out pretty much. I went and visited. I met him. He's a great guy. His name's Colin Graham, Coach Graham, as I call him. But he's a great guy. He has a we have great teams at Devonport. Uh our our league team actually in the fall won GG Leagues for the first time, which is pretty cool. Which GG Leagues is a Michigan ran tournament for colleges. Okay. But when looking, I kinda looked where I would fit in best and Davenport was just at college pretty much. That's really cool. Now you don't, you do not have to disclose this because it's a little weird, but I, I hear, and don't give me a number if you did get one, that there are college scholarships available as part of the recruitment process for some of this. Yes, there are. Yes. Okay. Were you able to procure one of those? I was. That is fantastic. Okay. Now let's, we can go to a bigger scale. If someone does the college thing, they get a scholarship, really cool. If you go pro, what kind of money is available on the pro side of esports? It can range anywhere from a few hundred thousands to a few million. Holy cow. That's insane. For playing video games? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's so cool. I've seen it on like ESPN and in all these other, because apparently there's a lot of content out there. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot. It was actually really big for the LCS because during this full coronavirus thing, they actually broadcasted LCS on ESPN. Oh, wow. 
that's cool. So if if someone's trying to watch it though, like spectator view, give me kind of like uh, if someone's trying to figure this out, see if League of Legends is for them, trying to understand what's going on. What should they be looking for? Like they could look at a player and go, "Holy cow, Alan is amazing." John terrible. What what kind of delineates that in the League of Legends world? Um, I personally think it's just how their play style is, what they're playing as well. I mean, Nathan can jump in on this too, but from a experienced person, I look for more macro play and like wave management, especially for laners, which a lot of people won't understand what that means, but for a non-experienced player, I just feel like the thing they should be looking for is how they play the game, like what they're doing. Okay, yeah. so running around in circles and picking flowers is probably not the most uh, effective strategy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I guess the more skilled a player is, the more you're going to see it in their movement, too. Like in lane, it's just like if someone dies over and over in lane, you're not going to really see any skill out of that. You're just, they're just going to straight up lose. But in higher elos, like when I say elo, this is like, you know, just skill level for the most part. How much you play the game typically has a higher elo. The more you put into it, professionals have pretty much the highest elos. But in the higher elos, uh, players don't focus just on the lane, like Alan said. It's about what everyone else is doing and how you can help or you can mitigate uh, losses that way. Okay. I guess that makes sense. So, all right, cool. Now, if someone's going to go down this path, what pitfalls should they avoid? Because I know some people get gear monkey happy and they think they have to have the best of this and the best of that. And then they turn out they're not real good at it. You know, it's kind of like the people who play basketball and go out and buy like $500 Jordans to find out that they're not good at basketball. Um, what, what kind of pitfalls should, should people kind of be on the lookout for? Uh, before they they get rolling in this in my opinion you just have to have a really strong like mental when going into it you can't let your emotions get a hold of you that's one big thing for league of legends that a lot of players do if they die constantly over and over again they'll be like oh this is a horrible game let's just forfeit go next game you know whereas if you look across the board you know your rest of the team's doing good and if you just play safer and everything, you can you can get back into the game. But a lot of people will just have this mindset and just rage, what a lot of people like to say. Rage and quit. Just, yeah, rage quit, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you have that mentality, it brings down your team's mentality as well, which it just ruins pretty much everything. Yeah. What do you think, Nathan? Uh, pretty much the same thing Alan was going off of. A lot of... There are numerous competitive players that have made it to like finals or semifinals that because of the mentality, the stress of the game, they just fall flat. And that's one of the big things for just becoming a pro player is yeah, strong mentality. Yeah, um, I, I heard that like Mark Cuban has a team and they have like fitness coaches, nutrition coaches, all these different angles that, that go along with this. What's up with that? <laughs> I think it's uh, just for like keeping the player healthy because like a lot of people are like, Oh, you're a gamer. You know, you're all you do is sit and play video games. You don't really go outside or anything. Whereas you actually look at these college teams and these actual pro teams, 
they have fitness coaches, like mental health coaches that like help you get through things. So like when I go to Davenport, I have to do two days of workouts when I go. So it's kind of just for the health benefit of that side to keep your mental up and keep your esteem boosted, I guess you could say. I was going to say that I think is the number one thing that surprised me when I looked at ESPN and was looking at the gamers. They're not kind of what the general world would look at and call, oh, that's a gamer. If that makes sense. You know, people have this Mm -hmm. vision of some dude in his basement eating Cheetos and drinking Mountain Dew. Just think of this, John. Healthy body, healthy mind. Right. Nice. See, look at you guys. You advocate for your sport really well. So, Nathan, you're going to love this next question. Alan, I think you are too. What do your parents think about all of this? Oh, so um, my parents actually just kind of got over it from the me being young. Uh, I played video games pretty much all my life, so they kind of just adapted it into their life. But when my mom and my dad found out, you know, like their scholarships for this, they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll go for that. And I got one, and now my mom pretty much says it all the time. I come out of my room, and she goes, why aren't you back up in your room playing League of Legends, you know? Go back up there. you got to practice some more. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. But um, they're actually really happy for me. They're really supportive, and it, it makes me happy at the end of the day that they're supportive of it. Well, that's good. You know, I would, cause I could hear someone right now. I, I could just hear someone listening to this podcast going, yeah, that kid doesn't have any social interaction in this world. No friends lives by his computer. Is that, that's not a fair characterization, is it? No, because at the end of the day, you know, they could be the, they could be the next Michael Jordan of video games. I guess you could say that. Yeah. They could be the next ninja. Yeah, if for those people, listening, if you don't know who Ninja is, just just do a Google search. It will blow your mind. Like how how much is he worth now? Millions, millions, multi millions. Multi-millions. Millions, yeah. yeah, and he's what twenty eight, twenty seven. He's around there. Yeah, I mean, he changed the face of gaming and esports in general. I mean, yeah, Times Square during the ball drop. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's incredible, you know, and, and people want to say, well, you know, if I'm going to be a football star. I'm going to be a, a basketball star. I, I think it's a really a very, very possible thing that kids growing nowadays are going to be esports stars like and, and Alan, you already are. I mean, you got a college scholarship for this. That's incredible to me. That wasn't even a thing when I went to college. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I mean, I if I go back five years from now and you tell me like i'm gonna be playing league of legends in the college i would think you're crazy you know but yeah we played video games in college but we didn't get paid for it <laughs> so yeah I, we spent a lot of time on like madden and a lot of sports games in the dorms like a ton of sports games <laughs> in the dorms so all right well you know i i'm kind of curious is there anything i haven't mentioned about esports that you want everyone to know because it feels like this world is so new to a whole generation. And even in your generation, Alan, I think that it, the conversation's there, but it's just now starting to gain some traction. What, what else do people need to know that I haven't talked about yet or haven't asked you about yet? 
I think you hit like a lot of good points on esports, but there's it's still a new thing. So I feel like in ten years from now, you'll see it everywhere. In my opinion, like you see it now, but think about it like five, ten years from now. You know, it's gonna be huge. I feel like it'll be huger than a lot of major sports. In my opinion. Yeah, I think that's also one of the things that I love about esports is you don't have to be like a, a physical athletic specimen to play the game. I mean, there are some gamers out there who have physical disabilities who kick butt and, right. and take names. <laughs> you know, it feels like kind of an even playing field for folks. Yeah, and the thing about esports, it's not one thing, you know, it's multiple things. It's not like when you think about football, you know, it's one thing. It's one game, you know. When you think about esports, it's a broad range of games, you know. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think the uh, MHSAA will ever pick up on this? Or do you think that we're all just going to have to keep running our own little side leagues? Because I'm going to tell you, we've, we had no idea going into this how fun it was going to be to be running an esports league. I personally think it's going to take time. But it will happen eventually, yes. Okay. All the all the requirements are there for it. Yeah. And I will tell anybody who's listening who has not heard about our league, feel free to look us up. SW, oh, what are we now? Uh, Esports.barryandresa.org. I, I forget things. Um, it's uh, We require the athletes to be academically eligible. They have to be able to attend. Their school attendance has to be great. Like all of the things you would require from a, what you might call a regular sport athlete, but this is a regular sport, um, are required to be a part of our league, you know, and we did have people, we lost some players this season due to academic ineligibility. So it, it is as legit as football or basketball, I would say, um, you know, Alan, did you guys have anybody go down for academic ineligibility on your stuff or was everybody kind of with it and, and trying to do things? Everyone was pretty much with it just because they knew what we had at stake. So for our team, our success came from we had five veteran players, which veteran players means they've played the game for a very long time. And I feel like that's where our success came from. And that's kind of the pushing point that came to them. And it's like, you need to do good or you're not going to play. You know, you need to be good in the classroom. So that's where the pushing and shoving came for them. And it kind of helped a lot of people as well, you know, because it gave them that fire under them to do good in the classroom so they could play. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how many colleges do you know of that are doing a scholarship type system? A lot. I would say probably 20 to 30 colleges. Wow. And that's just growing all the time, right? I know that it's kind of impressed me that we uh, we have our Twitter account and we've had colleges join following our Twitter account now because they're trying to recruit athletes. Like they're, right. they're trying to figure out who's playing and where. I actually had six different offers from different colleges. I'll wow. put that out there. Yeah, I had six different offers. Well, I, I think that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to it, though, you, the thing that's hard for, like, high school athletes is when you get different offers from schools, you don't want to let down that school. That was the big problem for me is 
I it came down to two schools, which was Davenport and Northwood. And I was really close with both coaches. And I had a gut wrench feeling every day when I woke up knowing I'm going to have to make a decision, you know, on what college I had to go to. So it was it was a really tough decision, but it's something that has to be done, you know? Yeah, that's really that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I can't even explain. Like, I'm going to tell you that when, when we started this whole thing and we were like, yeah, there's scholarships available and this, that, and the other. I honestly, in the, in the startup of all of this, I don't think anyone in our, our league leadership was like, yeah, we're totally going to have a kid go to college on a scholarship because of our esports league. So that, that I think Bravo <laughs> <laughs> kind of blew our mind a little bit. Now, I, I know, and, and again, this is for the people who don't watch, talk a little bit about Twitch and Discord and these other tools that people have to use because they get some negative press. What, how, how would you best describe them for gaming and gamers? In my opinion, Twitch is the equivalent to TV for computers or live stream for computers. So if you think about like a baseball game or a football game, it's it's live on TV, right? Well, Twitch is the equivalent for gaming. You have people playing games live on the computer. Discord on the other hand is your is your meeting place, I would say, for everyone to get together. So you can have these groups and you can have everyone in a group and you can talk to them through that. Okay. What would you say to parents who are concerned about language and and people not being most excellent on said like Discord? I would say uh, most people have a age restriction thing on Discord. So I mean, not Discord, um, Twitch. So you'll go in and it'll be they'll give you a warning that's like uh, this channel may be inappropriate for young viewers and stuff like that. But there are people that have kid-friendly channels as well okay because i'm sure it gets a little passionate nathan what do you think um i was gonna add in for both discord and twitch they're both moderated to the extent of um what the channel has so even if you know it could be kid-friendly it is open to everyone there might be some stuff that slips in but there are moderators to limit the time of um do you erase that type of stuff that's because Alan's awesome. That's what he does. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you know, we're kind of hitting the end here, guys. Uh, would love to give you a chance to kind of plug. If somebody, let's say someone wants to play against the almighty Alan in uh, League of Legends or alongside of you, um, how would they find you on League? Where would they find you on? Are you, I'm assuming you have a Twitch page. What, what would they do to follow all that stuff? All right. So on Twitch, you can go follow me at twitch.tv slash sparky7574. And on Twitter, you can go follow me at sparky7574 as well. Ah, continuity of branding. I like it. (laughs) If you would like to go follow my journey at Davenport, you can go follow them at duesports at Twitter. As you head towards college, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about just getting there and not only learning cybersecurity, but playing esports for Davenport. I mean, I'm ready. I've told my coach this multiple times. I'm ready to get there and I'm ready to compete 
we've actually been doing scrims last night. We had a scrim against Grand Valley University, and we won both games. So I'm just – I'm ready to get there and compete. I'm ready to get with my teammates, and we're ready to win. That's awesome. Now, does Davenport have an arena? They don't have an arena. They have an eSports lab, which is just for eSports. I've okay. been in it. It's really nice. But Cool. Well, again, thank you for your time. And uh, for those who are, are still listening and are curious, again, you can look us up at esports.barryandresa.org. You can drop an email to our esports team at esports at barryandresa.org. Uh, the league that we run is called Southwest Michigan Esports League. And uh, I hope you all will follow us. You know, we, we do have some League of Legends players that are playing quite frequently like Alan. Um, and, uh, you know, it's fun. If you're interested in trying it out and not sure where to go, again, just drop us an email, esports at barryandresa.org, and we'd be happy to help you out. So thank you again, guys, for uh, coming on to this episode of Barry and Tech Talks. It's, you've opened my eyes to a whole nother world of <laughs> online. Uh, it, it's incredible to me to think that how many people watched the league finals? Wasn't it some crazy number, almost as much as the Super Bowl? Half a million, yeah. Maybe Holy even a little bit more. Cow, that's insane. So, obviously, if you haven't taken a chance to explore esports, this is a great time to do it. Uh, we're not allowed to go outside, really, or in Michigan here, to, to go do other things. So, why not? Pull up League of Legends. It, how much does it cost to start, guys? It is free. Absolutely free. Money. And and Alan will have a great time playing against you when you're just starting <laughs> out. It he is actually if you do get a chance to play alongside him and Nathan, they tolerated me and I am not at all a a MOBA person yet. I I've just started, so I uh, I'm better at podcasting I think than I am at at League of Legends yet. Yet they assure me that I will get better. So. I appreciate everybody listening. If you are interested in more information, you may find more information again at esports.barryandresa.org or on our blog, techtalks.barryandresa.org. And we will see you again for the next episode of Barry and Risa Tech Talks. Stay home, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.